0: Hey, everybody! Hello. I'm Lex. I'm Britt. And welcome back to Stark Raving Madness Uh, again, indubitably. So, last week, we actually recorded uh, an episode, and... Was
1: that last week? Yeah, that was last week. I feel like we haven't recorded in, like, a month. I don't know why. I feel awful.
0: (laughs) We we recorded last week, but we um, ran into some technical difficulties, because when I went to upload the... Like, when I went to convert our video file to an audio file... uh, It got
1: corrupted as
0: fuck. Because I'm pretty sure it's our internet connection because I was recording at my mom's, which I have shitty internet there, so I'm at my friend Bree's house right now trying to record this for you guys. So, until until Brittany gets back in town, which will be hopefully soon because I kind of miss her. We're recording a part in case you guys didn't know for whatever reason.
1: Yeah. I'm in Mississippi.
0: Yeah, so she's almost home, but not quite.
1: (laughs) Almost, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, almost. But anyway, so we've um, we've got two exciting episodes for you guys today that we actually tried to record last week, like I said, failed. But, <clears throat> yeah, um, we're trying to really get... Uh, we've noticed that we've kind of skyrocketed uh, after the Chris Watts case, and we realized that we haven't been putting where to find us on the interwebs and stuff so uh for you guys that just kind of stumbled upon us we're gonna start telling y'all where to find us at the end of the episode um because didn't realize that y'all might have needed that didn't cross through our heads so (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. but so yeah yeah we're getting there like yeah though y'all guys love the chris watts episode and i uh i think that might have been because i accidentally timed that to where it came out before the uh the Netflix episode, but I had no idea that Netflix was doing a documentary on it. Uh, I right, always yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've always just been interested in that case. So, And then, like, when I got done presenting the information stuff, I was like, fuck, well, there's, Netflix is doing a documentary about it, so that's going to be interesting. Dude,
1: I still haven't even seen the Netflix documentary. I need to watch it.
0: It's really kind of just a lot of the videos and stuff, but there's some very interesting things that are coming out of it that I actually even missed which i kind of wish i would have waited till the documentary came out and then presented it but like i said i had no idea but it's it's interesting it's a lot of like home videos and it's a lot of the police like when they were uh like they recorded obviously when they went and Shannon was reported missing um they're going in there and the cops they pulled like footage from the cop cams and stuff like that so you're seeing them going in there and talking to chris and he really doesn't act like concerned at all like you you I know, like, when I explained it... Well, I've
1: seen the footage from the cops and shit from a documentary I saw from, uh... I don't even remember how I watched it. I feel like it was on ID or some shit. I don't know. There was a documentary on it that What's, showed, like, all the footage and shit.
0: It's, that's kind of what Netflix did. But, like, can we just, like, props to her best friend... I think her name was Nicole.
1: For being a good fucking friend and, and being, being like, hey, this shit ain't right. Like, right, right. Brittany, I hope to God if I ever go missing. And leave. Yeah, I hope if I ever go missing,
0: you're smart enough to know that it, I just didn't up and go missing. I didn't well, just pack yeah, up no. and leave.
1: No, I, no shit.
0: I, I always told Brittany and my family, I've actually been telling my mom, like, look, if I ever kill myself, You've I did been not you telling ki-.
1: your mom? There's some shit I
0: need to know. Why are you telling your mom? <laughs> Well, no, because I want her to know that if I ever, like, uh, just listen to these podcasts yeah. and stuff, I'm like, look, mom, if I ever kill myself, I didn't kill myself, and I sure as fuck didn't do it by anything to do with heights. Like, that's automatically out right there. Like, if they say I jumped off a bridge, I guarantee you I did not, because my dumb is afraid of heights. I, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't going out that way. Yeah,
1: same, dude. <laughs> no. I don't know, though, like. You know what? No, we ain't getting into that. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's not get thirty let's minutes not down the, the, the line.
1: Brain yeah, of
0: Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys, it's a very scary place. Y'all don't want to be there. Hopefully, uh, hopefully soon we'll have some uh, figure out a better way to record with each other because right now we're using Skype. Um, that's yeah, all we really all. really can use right now, and I'm still working on getting some uh, editing. Some kind of editing program going on, but I've been so swamped with work. Like, I thought working three days a night was fine and all, but like, I'm drained for the rest of the week. So, sorry about that. Once I get into the swing of things going on, because uh, I'm not as young as I used to be, I can't handle it anymore. Uh, I slept till six o'clock today. <laughs> so, but without further ado, uh, thank you for being patient with us rambling. So, today, <clears throat> we're going to be uh talking about the case of uh tamla horse court and this case is really interesting to me and it actually just recently got reopened and it was kind of brought to light again by the black live matter movement because this case kind of like it was like big for like two days and then it just stopped two days yeah it, it got like maybe not two days but it got, like, a couple, of, like, news for, like, a little bit, and then it just got swept under the rug. You know? Uh, I like, guess, yeah. yeah. Two days is probably a bit of an under exaggeration, but so I thought this was really interesting. There's a lot of inconsistencies with the case. There's a lot of things that I think are really fishy, um, and I have uh, a recording of the 911 call that is actually one of the biggest things that kind of, like, put an alarm bell in my head when I heard it. So I'm going to play a clip of that once we get around that time. So, on the morning of November 4th in 2018, a 911 call was made to a local police department in Forest County, Georgia. Uh, Jean Myers and her boyfriend, Jose Barrera, called to inform them that her friend was found in the backyard. <clears throat> so, Jose can be said saying in the 911 call, you know, she's not breathing, she's not moving, she's completely face down on the ground. And the woman they were referring to was Tamla Horsford uh gene was the one to suggest that maybe she fell off the balcony because they had all been drinking prior the prior the night before and when they asked if Tamara was still breathing jose answered that he wasn't sure and he actually initially said he tried to perform cpr on her but then backtracked and said he hadn't touched the body or moved it so he wasn't aware if she was breathing or not uh and as he was being questioned about the state of her mental health and whether she could have been suicidal or not jose also states he doesn't know her well enough he said they would only met her a handful of times, handful of times, and then later in the nine and a half minute phone call, he refers to Tamala as Tam, which is kind of unusual to give someone a nickname if you don't really know them that well. And um, I also want to point out, he also says that there's a cut on her arm, like on her wrist. He's like, "There's a cut on her wrist." But like, I don't know why he brought that up. Like, it's kind of uh, like it was just s- random. Yeah, he was like, yeah, there's a cut on her wrist. Like, first of all, like, there's no blood. You know, he's not saying there's blood or anything. Like, I don't know if he's trying to, like, put the idea of suicide in their head or not. But, like, I don't know why that was.
1: Uh, Yeah. Right.
0: Right. So I'm going to play that clip for you guys because it's kind of interesting. So he originally John Myers placed his phone call. She's the one who does it, and then for some reason, about halfway through it, not even halfway through it, about a minute in, she hands it to Jose, and he takes over. But I want you guys to, like, kind of listen to how they sound, and let me know what y'all think about it, because I think they sound a little weird to have found a dead body in their backyard, so...
2: My home. What's the address? 4450 Woodlake Court. 4450 Woodlake? Woodlake. Woodlake, okay. All right, 4450 Woodlake Court. What is your name? My name is John Myers, J-E-A-N-N-E. Okay, and you're federal 6 Going on. Um, we had people over last night. We were drinking. Most of us went to bed. One of them stayed on the balcony. She was drinking, and we just went out outside, and she's laying face down in the backyard. It looks like may. I'm guessing maybe she fell off the balcony, but she's stiff. Okay, is she breathing? I I don't I don't know. She's face down. Okay, how? how old is she? I 41. Here, hold on. Hey, this is Jose Pereira. Hey, have y'all checked to see if she's breathing? She's not moving one bit. She's not breathing. Um, okay. I just tried to assess her, Tesla. she's completely face down in the yard. Um, she is stiff. Okay. Do you know if she... Uh, do you see any blood or anything where she dropped? Uh, Are you there? I am. Okay. Not... I it's Okay. I'm not sure. I happened to log there for a second. Do you see any blood or anything to where from where she fell? Um, I I don't know if I should move her over. I mean, she's completely face down. Okay. I mean, can you just check and see if she's breathing? If, if she's not breathing and you and you know she's gone, then just leave her where she's at. If she Okay. One minute,
0: Don't know what was said when it got really quiet because that was actually part of the original 911 phone call. Um, I don't know what was redacted. Uh, I looked online to see if I could find. Oh, that was a cutout point, yeah. That was actually that wasn't my computer or anything. That was actual, like,
1: oh, I thought that was him like walking away and then walking back to the phone.
0: I don't know, it got, I don't know, so I don't know if that was redacted. Go
1: check her pulse and then he walked away and then walked back and was like. Did, was there anything?
0: Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, like I said, like I, I couldn't tell if it was redacted or not, because the phone number and a little bit of the conversation after the phone number was actually redacted, because um, you hear a bunch of, like, background noise, and then it just stops.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: so I guess he, that was when he was walking away. But he didn't sound like somebody who... I mean, granted, he's a parole officer, so he could be used to dealing with stuff like this. But she didn't sound very concerned. And there was like, I don't know if y'all could hear, but in the 911 call, there's like laughter and like conversation carry on in the background. Like you no, would. you
1: can hear it. Yeah. Okay. It so just you let us hear it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like you, you wouldn't be doing that if like your best friend had just, or your friend had just died. Even if it wasn't somebody you knew, it's not really something you would do, you know? So I thought that was really interesting. And uh, so. Uh, I'm gonna leave a link to that full 911 call because it's about it's about nine minutes, uh, and I didn't want to play the whole thing. You know, I want you guys to go and listen for yourself. So, whenever the investigators finally arrive on the scene, they find her face down on the ground, fully clothed, and she was actually announced dead on the scene. And her body was sent off for an autopsy. So they didn't even like do the autopsy first. They literally were like, "Oh no, this is a." Uh, they ruled it as a accident from the get-go. There was no investigating. They just came in, found her, basically said it was an accident, and then sent her body off. And they began to question Jean and Jose, as well as everyone else who was still at the party. Uh, and Jean said that she had invited Tamlin and other moms to her house for her birthday, and she states that she wanted to have an adult sleepover. The group had all met through the, the Youth Football League And Tamla herself had five sons with her husband, all of who were active in sports. And the party was originally meant to be an all-woman sleepover. However, Jose Brera and Tom Smith, who was the husband of one of the other women, um, ended up sticking around. And it was said that Jose and Tom watched football in Jean's basement while the women drank and socialized upstairs. The two men eventually joined the party when the women began to play cards against Humanities. And there were many photos and videos taken from that night, which will be brought up again later. But uh, so Tamla was a habitual cigarette smoker and she would step outside to smoke throughout the night on the balcony. And it said that she showed up with a bottle of tequila and in an interview with Jean later on, she states that Tamla finished the whole bottle after nobody else would drink it because they all gagged at the smell. And she also stated that Tamla had brought the tequila back from Mexico and stated several times that the bottle was brand new. But I found out actually that the bottle was not completely empty, but they didn't run any tests on it or anything. So the bottle wasn't fully empty. And whenever her autopsy was performed, they found that her blood alcohol level was almost triple times the legal limit. And according, yeah, but here's the thing, according to multiple witnesses and the photos and videos that were taken, Tamil did not appear to be drunk. And her sister, Summer St. Jones, said that she would have, she had never seen her sister sloppy drunk in her life and doubted that she would pick the knife that she was surrounded by people that she didn't really know particularly well to start doing so. Like, you know, you and I would not just go out and get drunk with somebody that we didn't really know all too well. Not
1: Well, yeah, no, no, well, I don't know, I might. Depending on, like, how <laughs> stupid I'm feeling,
0: but... I mean, that's fair, but she she's she's an older woman, you know, she's in her 40s, I doubt...
1: Yeah, no, you know, anybody, we're... any responsible person, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we, we probably weren't the best example. I mean, although I am really weird about who I get drunk around, like, blackout. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah,
0: oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so no, not like that <laughs> yeah yeah this is the reason we do this because like i'm like hella paranoid and like i want you guys to be aware of the dangers that you know you could. yeah
1: because it is fucking dangerous a lot of people think like nah but it yeah. it's more fucking common than you think and that's why we're here <laughs> doing Anything this podcast happen <laughs> to you don't let yourself get fooled into thinking that you know you're yeah you're you're safe. yeah in a million Because I guarantee you, you're not the one in the million, buddy. No.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I literally have to tell my sister that sometimes because she went through this, like, phase. And where she would, like, go out. And I'd be like, look, dude, you, like, need to be, like, careful. She's like, I'm fine. It's not going to happen to me. And I'm like, everybody says that. Everybody thinks it's not going to happen to me till it does. So, you, like, just kind of want to be on the lookout, you know. But according to Jean, not everyone at the party planned to stay over that night. And the people who did not stay began to leave around 11.30 p.m. So, and according to the police interviews that that took place, uh, Tamlo remained awake after Jean and Jose went to bed around 1.30 a.m. And the last person to see Tamla alive was a woman named Bridget Fuller at around 1.47 a.m. while she was eating a bowl of gumbo. And she, uh, oh wait, I'm sorry, while she was waiting for her husband to pick her up tamla was eating a bowl of gumbo according to bridget that was my bad you know i'm dyslexic sometimes and oh, uh okay. yeah i just mixed up the sentences uh, so, <laughs>
1: you're good you're good yeah
0: according to bridget uh tamla was eating a bowl of gumbo and she told bridget that she was planning on smoking a cigarette and then going to bed and so <clears throat> that was the last time anybody saw her and according to the autopsy from the georgia Bureau of investigations also known as GBI, Tamala had a uh, blunt force trauma to her head, neck, and torso, and she had many extremities on her body, such as abrasions and four types of hemorrhages in the skull and brain. Her right wrist was dislocated, and she had cuts on her leg and arms. She additionally suffered a broken neck and laceration on the right ventricle of her heart, which kind of made me wonder, like, what would cause that. And I tried to do some, like, Googling, because I'm not very good with, like, like I'm not a medical like examined or anything and I don't know what would cause that I just thought that was weird that there was uh, a laceration to her like the ventricle of her heart like I don't know if that ca- it happens when you fall or like what and um I couldn't find anything by the way <laughs> I could not find well, anything how
1: did, wait, so how did she fall off the balcony head first or back first
0: they don't really they they say head first they, they, they think what happened is that she went to throw up, most likely. The most likely scenario, she was stumbling, went to throw up, and somehow fell over, which I don't know how that's possible because I have thrown up off of balcony, uh, a balcony many times. How tall was
1: she and how tall was the railing? Also, what was the weather that night? <laughs> Why aren't they asking these questions? Well <laughs> I don't know what the
0: weather was like that night. Um I think she was uh I I actually could not find anything that said how tall she was. Um uh,
1: uh, shit, cop work, bro You better be higher me.
0: <laughs> uh but see I found on the autopsy uh I found the autopsy, but I couldn't find, like, where it said that her height was. But I do know that the rowing, like, where they showed the rowing, it was, uh, it looked like it would come up to, like, about my chest. Your chest? Yes. So, but I don't know how tall she was. So, I don't know.
1: That, what? yeah, that seems ridiculous, then, for her to, like, drunkenly fall off that
0: Right, and she was, and the deck was about 20 feet off the ground, so, you know, I don't know, <laughs> I don't think she did it, but, so, the lead investigator in her case, Mike Christian, he said that, he actually wrote in the, um, report that Tamla's body position, uh, was like when they turned her over they noticed that she'd come to rest face down and her head had not been canted to one side or the other and her legs were found extended behind her back with both feet both feet pointing to the right and her right arm close to her body and her left arm was extended and bent at the elbow which is a really weird way to fall Uh, i'm gonna link uh the autopsy report because it actually shows like a sketch drawing of how she was found and this brought questions to many people about how her body was found you know some suggest that the wounds to her hands and arms could have been defensive wounds that would suggest an altercation before going over the balcony or being positioned in the backyard and the initial report that mike christian did showed that the theory was that tamla had experienced a fall not from the deck but instead the ground due to the landscaping edging that matched scrapes found on her chin But the medical examiner, Dr. Andrew Koopminer, shot down this theory when Mike presented it, stating that the injuries suffered could not have been caused by a ground level fall. And in his final report, Koopminer concluded that her injuries were consistent with those received received in a second story fall. But the crime scene from the get-go was extremely botched. Uh, The scene was never secured and Jose Barrera actually told investigators he had touched and then moved the body. He said he had moved the leg while trying to figure out if she was alive. But in the 911 call, he said that he didn't touch her. He didn't move her or anything like that. He said that he found and moved an unlit cig- cigarette and lighter on the deck that he had found before he saw the body. And that was not taken for fingerprints. That was not asked they didn't about.
1: didn't shit with any of this?
0: No. So because the police deemed it an accident, no evidence was fingerprinted at all. And Jose See? states...
1: I never understood why police do that because like who's to say that somebody actually because I feel like it takes a lot to do that yourself. And even then, I feel like even then, at some point, suicide in some cases aren't even like the person's fault when pushed to a certain degree. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they have to take things like that a little differently.
0: Well, yeah, like, you can't just come up in a crime scene and be like, oh, no, it was an accident. Like, you have to do the proper police work. And that's what I'm getting to. Nothing was taken. Nothing was put into evidence or anything like that. And also, Jose states on a 911 call, on the 911 call, that there were what? cameras posted. What?
1: When when was this? When? What year?
0: 2018.
1: No way. Yes, way. No way. That's fucking way too, way
0: too recent. And that's why people are pissed about it. Because this this isn't like... This is back in, like, the 70s where police botched crimes all the time. Yeah, no, Because they didn't have the proper, like, work or anything. This is in 2018. You know. Like, you're in school. You're trained on how to do a proper, like, crime scene and stuff like that. Like, fuck, even... I, I went... I took a forensics class and I still know how to, like... You don't fucking touch anything. You don't have anybody... You... Secure the scene first of all, and then you go in, you take you take the cigarette butt, you would take the lighter, you would take fingerprints, you would take uh you would
1: take everything that was ever involved. Yeah. Right. Fingerprint scrapings, fingernail scrapings, whatever else you got.
0: Right. You're always supposed to check under the fingernails. None of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So Jose also stated that there was a camera that was pointed at the backyard. However, Interestingly enough, we see this all the time in cases. The well, batteries
1: were, it's fucking turned off, the
0: the batteries were dead, and the camera wasn't recording.
1: Oh, would you look at that? Oh, right. how inconvenient, man! Look <laughs> at that modern day technology doing all this crazy thing. These crazy people, right?
0: So, like no sexual assault kit or fingernail clippings were collected there was no testing done like i said on that's bottom. crazy to me that would have been my first thought right and here is something else there was no photographs taken during the autopsy which goes against protocol yeah
1: and, that's bullshit
0: right but the 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 gbi public Affair director Nellie Mikes explained that those steps were not taken because no foul play was suspected. It doesn't matter if it is foul play, if it is You're an accident. You're
1: supposed to have pictures and record of the autopsy. Yes. Thank you, Brittany. That's what I was it's getting at. I'm pretty sure it's illegal for you not to.
0: Right, which is why that guy's probably getting in some hot water right now. Um, I'm keeping an eye on the case, and so far nothing has came out, but it did get reopened. So um so th-
1: this dude's not in charge of it anymore, though. I'm assuming, like the same detective dude.
0: Mike Christian was the only one that had an inkling that this was not right, but it was overpowered by the GBI, which is the So is the that Georgia. dude still? I think so. I don't know. I am waiting to hear when I, because I have tabs for to be notified when something about her case comes up to keep it, to keep an update. As of right now. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just being reopened and investigated. So I'm sure when they find stuff, more will come out. So there was also Xanax found in her system. And Tamla had no history of taking Xanax, nor was she prescribed it or had ever been prescribed before. Like nobody, everybody, yeah, everybody that knew her said that she did not take Xanax, that she wouldn't just up and take Xanax. And so here's where we get into some interesting things about Jean Meyer's interview, because I actually found all the transcripts of the interviews. And the first big thing about her interview is that she literally bribed the police force with Dunkin' Donut gift cards. And this was actually recorded on the police tapes. Um, she was like, oh, I have, I bought you guys these uh, Dunkin' Donut gift cards. You guys should take them because y'all are doing such a great job. And Mike Christian is literally like, we can't do that. Like, n- no. And He's it's kind of funny throughout the whole interview with her, he's like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, okay. Like he doesn't believe her. And she
2: is
0: (laughs) yeah, she has seen kind of to me, it's like she's trying to make paint Tamala as a bad person. She mentioned that Tamala was the only one who smokes pot in the group and that she strongly disapproved of it. And she also tried to imply that Tamla was asking around for cocaine and even stated that it would make sense for her to be on coke because she's always the life of the party. And that means that somebody does coke, apparently, to her. And she also made sure to be like, well, I just heard that. Uh, you can't ask them about it because I wasn't supposed to know. So she kind of puts up a defense right there like being like, oh, you can't what? ask. Yeah, being like,
1: yeah, that's no, a-
0: that's straight up bullshit then. Right, but she also stated that Tamla did not appear to be drunk at the party, but then she turned around a few seconds later and was like, no, she seemed pretty drunk, and she also stated that nobody drank the tequila but Tamla, and she made sure to put an emphasis on that. Like, she said it, like, four or five times throughout the interview that Tamla was the only one who drank the tequila, which is kind of weird to me. Like, why would you be so stuck on the tequila? Like, what does it matter?
1: Probably because it put some shit in the tequila. (laughs) Right.
0: And then also, one of the party goers in one of their interviews, and I can't remember which one it was, I think it was a girl named Stacy, she said that they left before it all went down. Like, they had to leave before okay, it all went Yeah,
1: down. that's basically fucking enough right there. I don't right. understand why. So, did they interview like literally everyone that was there? Yes. And yes. nobody said anything?
0: No. They all stuck with the same story that she was drunk. She didn't seem upset. It was probably just an accident. Yada 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 yada. What the fuck, man? Hold on, I'm about to blow your mind even more. Here are tell? here are some even bigger inconsistencies in the case and the people around it. So oddly enough, Jean and Jose were not the first ones to spot the body. Jean's aunt was. The aunt said that she woke up first, that she was the only one awake, and that she saw Tamla while she was making coffee, and that she stopped and knelt down to pray before going upstairs to get Jean and Jose. And she heard the shower running in their room, and then later on, Sean and Jose both said that they were woken up out of a sound sleep, but the aunt said that they were in the shower when she got them. And then she also said that she went outside briefly to see Tamla's body before going inside and washing her face. Before she goes to get Jean and Jose,
1: we're just totally chill because that's what you do when you find a dead body in your backyard. You go wash your face clean up, and then you go make fucking breakfast and you get along with the day. You call 911 after you cook some eggs, and then you just fucking. <laughs>
2: Don't, forget my pr- wayward Don't
1: forget about.
0: Don't forget about praying over the body. You pray over You stop to pray first. You, you forgot that part.
1: Yeah, yeah. You got to take that time to pray. Uh, what?
0: yeah make sure you pray when you find a dead body guys it's the first thing you do don't you know and wash your face afterwards too always wash your face if you ever find a dead body you pray wash your face and then you go get help
1: (laughs) she must have seen some shit like she for real must have seen some shit in her life in order to be like that okay she must have gone through some shit
0: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Because my first reaction, if I see a dead body, if I stumble out of my sleep like, and I oh see shit. a dead body.
1: Well, yes, I'm
0: not gonna stop and pray and continue going on about my day before I call. No, that's a guilty person.
2: Right?
0: So another thing is, is Jose says that he was cleaning up when they found the body. But then he says that the ant uh. woke then he says that the ant woke him and Jean up to go check on the body outside. And he once again he points out that he saw the single cigarette and the single lighter and he went out of his way to move them why would you stop to move them if there's a dead body yeah that's
1: weird yeah why
0: would you like so the police also say that two kinds of cigarettes were found outside yet jose only mentions the one and he says that tamla was stiff and he couldn't move her leg yet multiple people say they found her with both arms by her side and the police reports show that one of her arms is found above her head and no one knows anything about that or says anything about it. And he also claims that she's definitely dead in the nine one one call, but then he follows up by saying that there's no way to know she's dead. And he never once tried CPR, which if you're like a parole officer, you know he worked in law enforcement, he he would know to do that. And he also he also tells the police investigators that he didn't check to see if she was breathing, which contradicts what he initially said in the nine one one call, that he tried to move her leg and he touched her back. And Jean tells the police that she didn't speak to 911 at all. She never spoke to 911, even though there's that recording of her speaking to 911. And other partygoers say that they were awake and cleaning up before Tamil was found, yet the aunt says that she was the first person awake in the house.
1: Yeah, that's impossible unless, like, a bunch of people are just completely oblivious to a dead body in the backyard.
0: Well, then why would the aunt aunt say that nobody was awake? That's the biggest thing, is somebody's lawn.
1: How many people were, like, in the house total that stayed the night? I think, like, seven. Seven people were there, and nobody was like, hey, so-and-so was acting kind of fucking weird. Yeah. Nobody. Or... Yeah, they need to take those seven people and put them in a room and get a little bit more information, because that's fucking stupid. Well, they grilled them
0: for hours, is what, you know, there's there's interview evidence, but they there's not a physical evidence to charge anybody. You can't just charge somebody on the story not making sense, you know what I mean? And let's be yeah. honest, Forsyth County has a history of being racist. Like, it... In, I think, the early 19, sometime in the 1970s, I think, they literally, I found, I did some research on the town. Apparently, they ran out all of their uh, people of color from their residents. Like, every black person was driven out. It was like a thousand people. And even today, there's only a small amount of people of color living in Fort South County. So,
1: Where is this located? Georgia. Really?
0: Yeah.
1: Really? Yeah, but you got to take... Yeah. Yeah. Wait, when did this take place?
0: 2018.
1: Okay, I thought you said 2018. But then I heard like 19-something and I was like, was this 19-something or 2018? No, 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 no. In
0: 1970, they drove their black residents out so i'm saying that
1: see what shouldn't be happening in 2020 is me confusing 2018 with 19 something yeah in any way this, shape or form because yeah. <laughs> that shit shouldn't be a thing no. no
0: it shouldn't be anymore but the sad thing is i'm, is it's
1: I'm just shocked like in georgia
0: well, you know, in Mississippi, there are some places in Mississippi that are still 2018?
1: sundown town. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no shit. That's what fucking uh, Tammy and Brian were just telling me. They were like telling me about like how different it is here than in Alabama. Cause like, yes, there is like racism in Alabama, but like it's worse there is in Mississippi. Racism here for sure.
0: Yeah, there are actually still some parts of Mississippi that are sundown towns.
1: That's fucking crazy to me, dude. In
0: 2020, yes. So, the last little bit, um, in 2019, uh, Jose Barrera was fired after he used his position to illegally access the Horseford Incident Report and name record for, for Myers, John Myers, via the Records Management System Database and he was fired for pretty much uh getting information on the case when he wasn't supposed to and this came to light as part of an ongoing conflict between what they call the force 12 which is all the people that were at the party and tamla's close friend michelle and incidentally, later that month, seven of the individuals uh, that were present the night of the incident, including Jean and Jose, sued Michelle for defamation, pointing to Facebook posts accusing them of being responsible for Tamil's death. But that lawsuit was demiss- dismissed, and they have appealed since then. Uh, Jean and Jose dropped the suit. And I just think it's weird that Jose was looking up those records. It's like he was trying to figure out if they had anything on them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying they did it, but I'm yeah, definitely, yeah. Def- definitely speculating that that happened. So, um, yeah, that's pretty well, much Well, yeah, all.
1: I mean, like, if if realistically it was, like, a genuine concern, like, something that happened, like, in the back of their head that they were wondering about, they would have asked a cop about it. They wouldn't. Why the fuck would you go as far as to do that? Unless right. you're covering your own tracks or something.
0: Right. And also five of the people that were there are um very good friends of the sheriff.
1: Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh they're also friends, some of them were close friends with the mayor of
1: Forsyth County. I'm a, I'm going to assume this dude is like hello Racist? Uh and yes. Like this shit flies, apparently?
0: Yes.
1: What the fuck? Yeah. I don't how the do people I don't I don't get power, man. Power don't make no damn sense to me. Yeah. I don't how can people that are such shitbags get such power. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? It kind of makes you want to be, like, more of a piece of shit, but then you're like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get there just the right way, you know? <laughs> What's the county called? What's the county
0: called? 4 county. Oh, so, uh, remember how I said I was at my friend Bree's house recording? Uh, she actually just showed me something interesting. Uh, Forsyth County is still a sundown town on Google like she literally is showing me. Uh, that yeah, it's uh, coming Georgia Fitz Fitzgerald, Georgia and Forsyth County and Inman Park are the sundown towns in Georgia.
1: This was updated in
0: June and it was updated in June,
1: so. 2020
0: yeah what yeah so June what? yeah
1: so of course so- fucking crazy yeah yeah
0: uh, People think that um People think that she was killed in the house and then moved elsewhere. probably yeah because even the the main investigator was like this is weird yeah and also
1: it's like anybody that okay i'm sorry but like even falling like that doesn't make sense that doesn't add up as far as the landing goes
0: well and also here's another thing uh that i actually forgot that was in my research um they said that she, her aunt said that she found her body at 7.30 a.m. Yet, that 911 call wasn't called until 9.30. So, two hours later. Why did it take two hours
2: to call? I
1: don't know. That's fucking stupid. Yeah.
0: Yeah, The and apparently the, um, <clears throat> the only reason that this even came out... Was because of Jose in the investigation. Because the homeowner, Jose, uh, Jean Myers, stated that uh, it was a matter of public privacy. That's why it didn't even get talked about until February of
1: 2019. What? Yeah. That's crazy, though.
0: Jose Barrera is like denying that he leaked any, any information. He was like anybody can find this stuff but like literally you can't. <laughs> Trust me I was looking up a bunch of stuff you can't just find that online.
1: No I mean with certain shit I'm sure you could but like if you're gonna get in trouble for it there's some shit that you found that you couldn't find online. Yeah. There's a reason those things are locked away. Yeah. That's fucking correct. Hello, ahead. yeah, no, nah, he for sure did some shit.
0: Yeah,
1: I think it's fuck. I didn't know that there was still fucking sundown people. Well, I, I'm just fucking flabbergasted by all this. Yeah, there are still sundown
0: towns. That's still very much a real thing, unfortunately.
1: and like, like, like I don't know. It just all I've seen when it comes up is racist shit. Like, oh, yeah. literally?
0: Anybody who has seen this case is 100% convinced that this woman killed her and covered up her body. It's fucking weird. Wait, what? what? Anybody, anybody who's looked at this case, I said anybody who's looked at this case can tell that this woman killed her and is covering it up. There's no fucking way she just
2: fell. Oh,
1: yeah, I dude, like, No, somebody in that house did, or all of them did. I don't even know. I don't want to think the fact... I mean, it's kind of twisted to think if it happened there, it could have been, like, something that was planned or some shit. I don't want to think like that, but if like shit like that does still exist that is a potential but i don't want to think that that exists but realistically oh, that might still exist so i it, don't know bro it's but still I definitely realistically exists realistically don't want to imagine like well no we don't
0: want to but we have to come to reality that this stuff is still happening every day our people
1: bro that's literally some fucking us shit yeah we that's still live.
0: We still oh, live in a world oh. where us is a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, nah, dude. Nah. yes, and that's why I want to use this platform to speak up for these women. Yeah, no, it's like La, Lavina, Lavina Johnson. There's no fucking I'm reason. I just going
1: to let you guys know. Uh, just, just listening, just because I've noticed we have a lot of listeners, and don't be fucking spreading. Bad shit towards each other, just because of a little bit of difference. Like, there's no need for the shit. Period. Just chill the fuck out. That's it. For
0: for real. Well said. For
1: real. (laughs) 2020, let's go into 2021 and make it a little bit better. That's it. That's all we gotta do. It's shit, you know, (laughs) but...
0: (laughs) I unfortunately don't think that's gonna happen, considering that... Probably not. It's probably a... No. Yeah, it's the human race seems to be going down. But people, whatever happened that night, justice needs to be served. It's bullshit. Her family and I don't even think I don't even know it took them so long for her family to get an autopsy. I don't even know if they still have the autopsy report. Like they're they the fucking family and all of this. Like this this case is fucking crazy. And like I encourage you guys to do more research, get out there, spread the word. Like this needs to be talked about. Like. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. So, on
1: that note... I'm sorry, but, like, if there... I think if there's any... I don't know. That'd be fucking crazy, though, if that did happen. But realistically, if there's anybody that knew anything about the case and, you know, has any information, you know to go to the fucking cops. It's it's okay. It's fine. It's better to go to the cops than to hide information.
0: Oh yeah, but people don't think like that, bro. Like
1: no, realistically they don't. No, they do not. No.
0: So I'm gonna end on that note because we've kind of went on a tangent now. But I encourage you guys to yep. check us out. Share the information. Share this wherever whatever y'all were on, share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter. Speaking of that, you guys can find us on Facebook. Just look up Star Braving Madness. Uh, we do have a website that isn't mobile yet. But- uh,
1: yeah, it's not mobile yet. It'll be mobile in, like, fucking, give me, like, two weeks.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, Brittany, what's our Twitter handle?
1: Uh, it is Brit Stark. I don't want to fuck this one up, but I'm gonna because I don't have it pulled up. Uh is at stargraving capital P.
0: And you can email us at
1: Britt Stargraving Madness. At Gmail, right? Gmail is the best. Yeah. Yeah. So check us out. Send
0: us some love. And always we're on Spotify. Under Stark Raving Madness and Apple, I think we're, apparently we're on Apple Podcasts but we don't know how to get into that. It just... And on, blame. We gotta figure this out. Anchor just put us out there, man. They didn't tell us how to get into our accounts. They're just like, here, you're what? streaming on this platform.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, thank you guys for listening and we will catch you next time.